This is an APTA podcast. Welcome to PTJ Author Interviews. PTJ Editor-in-Chief Alan Jetty talks with authors about the most interesting and sometimes surprising aspects of their work. And now, Dr. Jetty. I want to welcome listeners and viewers to this latest PTJ podcast. Uh, This is Alan Jetty, Editor-in-Chief of PTJ, and I'm very pleased today to have as my guest, Dr. Sandra Hahn. Thank Uh, you. Thank you so much. Great to have you, Sandra. Dr. Hahn did the research that we're going to be talking about when she was in her DPT program at the Graduate uh, School of Physical Therapy at the University of California, San Francisco, and San Francisco State University. The title of her study was Cost Effectiveness and Outcomes of Direct Access to Physical Therapy for Musculoskeletal Disorders Compared to Physician First Access in the United States. It's a systematic review and meta-analysis. So Dr. Hahn, I really enjoyed your, your article. I want listeners and viewers to know that the purpose of of your study was to compare evidence regarding both cost and clinical outcomes between direct access and physician-first systems in the civilian healthcare system in the United States. So tell me a little bit about why you got into this area and did this study. So first, my interest actually began as more about advocacy of the physical therapy profession because I truly believe in the science of PT. Um, I had a little bit of history and personal experience with PT in that in my undergrad, I was a collegiate athlete. And so as an athlete, I had multitude injuries that I had to rehab that later led to surgeries. So if it wasn't for my physical therapist and PT, I would not be able to continue doing what I had loved to do and what I was passionate about. Um, So, you know, I went into PT as as a graduate student as sort of a form of gratitude to give back to the profession what it has given me and what it had allowed me to to continue doing. So I went into PT school with, you know, the intent to wanting to advocate for the profession and contribute to this profession. And so when I had began my research uh, with my program, my intent was to try to publish. And so that's kind of how I went about with this. And so, you know, my interest is um, also multifactorial in addition to advocacy. You know, I think that um, it's important to recognize the benefits of PT on prognosis for those with early access. You know, um, I think recognizing how transformative healthcare can be if PT is used as a first line of defense as primary care providers to help combat musculoskeletal disorders and recognizing the potential of PT and its impact on health 
and healthcare if and when it's used as a preventative measure in addition to a rehabilitative manner when treating these musculoskeletal disorders. Now, was this your first um, article that you submitted for publication? Yes. Okay, well, way to go. My first article was rejected within a week. I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Now, you mentioned your focus in this study was on musculoskeletal condition. Mm -hmm. Why that focus? The research kind of led me to that direction. And as I was diving through research, I found, you know, tidbits here and there. And so in 2007, there were 164 million ambulatory PT visits in the U.S. So since musculoskeletal disorders and conditions are a leading cause of activity restrictions, um, and they require PT interventions to resolve, it seemed very natural to utilize musculoskeletal conditions as the P or the patient population in the PICO model. Okay, well, that makes sense. Let's talk a little bit about some of your findings. When you looked at pooled data, you saw statistically significant between group effects favoring direct access for reduced physical therapy cost and total healthcare costs. And you reported effect sizes, which were modest, around uh, 0.19 to 0.23. Can you translate those effect sizes to dollars to give our audience a better sense of the magnitude of the cost differences? Yes, of course. Um, so though they are modest, it is significant and also very interesting when you translate it into dollars. The effect size of negative 0.23 for physical therapy costs translates to an average of $242.63 less in physical therapy costs per episode of care per patient when these patients utilized a direct access to PT approach. Um, for the effect size of negative 0.19, that translates into an average of $1,828.03 less in total healthcare costs per patient per episode of care when they also utilize direct access compared to physician-first access. And these total healthcare costs would include prescriptions, injections, imaging, PT, and physician visits. So I wanted to put this into perspective you know, and to also account for inflation in 2018. And I'm using 2018 just because that's when I had originally was conducting my meta-analysis and review. Sure. Um, and these numbers were taken from 2013 data. So $1,828.03 in 2013 equates to $2,001.69, which is approximately a 10% increase in costs for inflation. And I think that's hugely significant in our society today since, you know, a family of two costs approximately $546 a month to feed and a family of four costs approximately $883 a month. So if you take $2,000, that could potentially feed these families two to four months, you know, according to 2018 USDA statistics. So in today's economic crisis with the pandemic and everything, 
that's really a whole lot of money to be saved per patient if our healthcare system utilized resources efficiently. And this is a financial predicament. And it really, it really puts families who have single income earners, for instance, in really sad, heartbreaking situations because now they might have to choose between putting food on the table for them and their families or choosing to receive treatment. I think it helps to put it into that kind of context in contrast to effect sizes, which makes sense to researchers, but may not be as relevant to um, most other people looking at your work. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. You, you also looked at the, the difference between the average number of physical therapy visits between physician first access and PT direct access. And you found on average about one fewer physical therapy visit per person. How important is the size of that difference in your review? Sure, Uh, this result is highly significant because it reveals that patients receiving treatment through direct access are seen to have a more efficacious plan of care. And so this counters the idea that, you know, PTs might take longer to assess patients coming to them through direct access uh, because there were no established diagnoses by the physician. Um, And that was an argument that critics of direct access had used. So that I thought was very interesting when we found out that there was actually one fewer visit um, when patients had access direct access and also one fewer visit per episode of care per patient also indicates that, you know, PT evaluation and interventions utilize less resources in a more efficient manner, producing equivalent or better clinical outcomes while doing so. And, you know, this could be because this provides PTs the autonomy to implement evidence-based interventions such as exercise and patient education and self-management versus older models of care using passive interventions like electrotherapy, ultrasound, massage that may have been prescribed by physicians in the past. Sure, makes sense. You also looked at uh, the clinical outcome of function and you saw a, a difference there as well in favor of the direct access care being provided. How clinically relevant was that difference? Yeah, so it definitely makes sense that, you know, both groups would see improvements in their functional outcomes since both groups ultimately received physical therapy for their conditions, but with functional outcomes demonstrated with demonstrating greater improvement in direct access groups. I believe that that's pertinent and both relevant to the fact that symptom duration reduces efficacy, meaning delays to having PT may shift an acute episode of back pain to subacute or chronic episodes. And not only that, another study suggests that a delay in PT may result in delivery of inappropriate treatments prior to beginning PT, which appears to be a more common occurrence in traditional medical care models. 
So it actually makes sense that those in direct access group required fewer visits for their conditions because they were able to access PT sooner rather than later. Did you consider, by the way, looking at full direct access versus limited direct access? Because I, there, there is um, a distribution of both in the United States. And I've seen some articles that have compared limited direct access to full direct access. Did you think about that as a, an area to investigate? Yes, I, I, you brought up a great question. Um, I did consider comparing costs and clinical outcomes for the states with unrestricted versus limited direct access, but because the final articles produced based upon our inclusion and exclusion criteria did not specify the direct access the states had access to. At the time of their research, I didn't include that in our meta-analysis and systematic review. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You also noted in your article that there have been other studies in the military, in the US, in Canada, the UK, and some of the European countries how do your findings compare to some of that existing literature? Yeah, so in Canada, England, Netherlands, and Wales, early and direct access to physical therapy have shown to increase work capacity, improve function and disability, improve patient satisfaction ratings, improve healthcare utilization, and reduce costs and pain. And in US military findings, we saw an optimization of care between disciplines, reduced number of visits, ability to provide evidence-based care closer to the time and location of injury and ability to triage medical and surgical injuries to physicians. So our meta-analysis and review uh, revealed similarly to these findings seen internationally and in the US military, in that our results revealed reduced healthcare spending per patient, reduced number of visits, and improved clinical outcomes with respect to direct access. Yeah, so that's really, it's really interesting. So tell me, do you intend to continue pursuing research in this area? Um, I have thought about it. I haven't made a decision yet. Um, and I, I think time may tell. I am very interested in the academic aspect of physical therapy and I, I always have been. So I think that might be an area I may go into in the future, yes. Great. Well, thank you for first publishing your article in PTJ. I really enjoyed it. I thank would encourage you. people to take a look at it. And um, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today about it. Appreciate it. Of course, it. of course. I do want to say though, for, you know, for those that would, um, I guess for those that are also interested in exploring direct access, I think there are more areas where, you know, free future research can go. And I would love to bring up some of those points if that's okay with you. Sure. Yeah, so I think I'm very excited about this topic. And I think that, you know, one area would be to conduct randomized controlled trials in the US to determine 
you know, the causality of cost efficiency and improved clinical outcomes with direct access to PT here. Um, other research ideas could include investigating possible differences in clinical outcomes, costs, and number of PT visits for non-spinal MSDs. Um, and that and that way we would have a more comprehensive perspective too on how direct access to PT impacts both the US economy and the healthcare system. And you know, I, I really like the question that you posed previously regarding differentiating costs and outcomes for those states with limited uh, versus unrestricted direct access to PT. So I think that would be a great topic for future research to dive into. Um, and I do want to share something that deeply resonates with me, um, and that's the idea of value. And so value is defined as quality over cost, you know. Um, and so, for instance, I frequently examine and evaluate goods and products to determine the value of an item and whether the quality of the product outweighs and overwhelms the cost of obtaining that product. And as a clinician and at the healthcare system level, I think it's important to utilize that same formula in evaluating whether the care we provide is valuable to patients by providing utmost quality care efficiently. And I think that that is truly how we provide patient-centered care. Great. Well, I wish you continued success in your work. And I I do hope you continue to pursue your research interest. You're clearly passionate about it. So um, good luck with that. Thank you so much for having me. And I really appreciate the conversation involving this topic. Thank you. This is an APTA podcast.